Hello and welcome to the Human Innovation Podcast, the podcast for innovative leaders. I'm your host Jens Heitland and today my guest is Bijou Finney. Bijou is a brand stylist and a holistic guide specializing in visionary life design for conscious entrepreneurs. Her cutting-edge therapeutic process teaches business owners how to use psychedelics and healing practices, retain their nervous systems and clear limiting mental blocks. In our conversation, we talk about how she helps entrepreneurs remove mental blocks, the benefit of microdosing and the holistic approach of biohacking. Please welcome to the show, Bijou Finney. Hello, Bijou. Welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm eager to learn from you about a couple of things connected to entrepreneurship, but as well biohacking. But before we go into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so um, I think it started way, way back when I was little and I saw both of my parents um, being entrepreneurs and I feel like At times, it's easier to imagine yourself owning your own company when you witness both of your parents doing that. And so um, I only had one job right out of college, which I really appreciated. It was in a big corporate office, and I had an incredible boss who really refined me and polished me down. And, um, and then right out of that gate, I started my own business, and I've been an entrepreneur ever since. And... Um, I was kind of obsessed with like what what all has to come together to make someone successful and happy in their lives. And so I got really into asking people and getting mentors and, and reading books and really understanding what self-help would mean uh, to support myself. Um, I really got into biohacking because I understood that if your body is and your mind are tip-top condition and healthy, then it's easier for you to handle the stress of entrepreneurship. So I kind of was really, I would say definitely obsessed with like, what does it look like for me to be my own coach or for me to work through some of my mental blocks? What does it look like for me to support my, my body and my mind? So I guess that's what I was doing as a hobby um, on top of um, opening a couple of businesses and Then I realized when I had my video production company that a lot of times I was coaching my clients um, through big blocks, like they didn't want to show up for their company on video or they were too afraid to use um, budgets to market or certain things like that. So I had to um, really sharpen that tool of what does it look like for me to coach people through some of these mental blocks. And that's when I started doing... Um, some certifications on coaching business owners. Um, and then I realized that there are some uncomfortable conversations that people are not having with their coaches or with their mentors or with their therapists even that are really at the root of their blocks, whether it be imposter syndrome or worthiness or whatever it might be. And so that's when I started understanding, well, If I can't even touch my own at times, how am I expecting these people to bring this to the surface with me? So that's when I started getting really into um, how I can support people with different modalities that included some pretty therapeutic and healing aspects. Um, I also 
am a huge follower of what the Silicon Valley guys do, especially at that time, just because they were pretty innovative about the tech that they would wear to support themselves in biohacking or uh, maybe software that they would use for their businesses and just like they're all around lifestyle. Um, so that's when psychedelics kind of bubbled up to the surface. That's when the Silicon Valley guys were kind of spouting in their praises. And um, I started getting, I guess, a little bit curious and went down my own rabbit holes for a little bit and then realized whenever I was actually able to touch my own uh, deeply seated issues and wounds and blocks with that modality, I decided, wow, like this, I think is the future. I think this is the only thing that I've seen really work this fast and this well. And so that's when I started going into what does it look like to be a facilitator? Um, so mashed a bunch of like my past and um, current trainings together and came up with what I utilize as my modality to specifically help entrepreneurs understand what's holding them back and how we can reframe some narratives that they might have about themselves and their lives and how to move forward with vision. So yeah, long story short, now I'm here uh, in three years into almost three years into that business. Great. Yeah. And it's, I want to highlight it's it's not just hey you you step out of university and now you're doing this and and you are a coach kind of like a lot of other people who have never done a business you have had several business one was a brick and mortar store and as well a, a quite successful video business mm -hmm. even if I if I have researched that right with a Netflix documentary mm -hmm. yeah the Netflix documentary was was me having this hunger for conversations with really successful business owners. And so the documentary is essentially about um, very, very powerful and uh, successful businessmen who kind of moonlight as um, race car drivers. And so it was just very interesting to me um, and the ability to be able to interview them just really got me excited. So yeah, it's, it's me. Uh, asking all those questions. You don't see me in the documentary, but I'm the one interviewing them and following them around the world. And that was an incredible experience and very enlightening because even at their level in business, they're still struggling with imposter syndrome and worthiness mm -hmm. and, and burnout. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to outrun this. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the, what, what I always, um, find super interesting as well because I get a little bit feedback hey you're working 24/7 but nobody like the things you see for me public is maybe 2% of what I do so I guess it was the same for you being around these entrepreneurs and maybe now today for you as well nobody sees really what's going on because it's you just see the surface which is a website which maybe social media posts podcast videos whatever um, exactly yeah so I would love to understand. I have looked at your website and I, I love the setup of your website and you have had a couple of goals, but one stand out, which fits to this podcast. One of your goals is helping entrepreneurs with mental blocks. Let's start mm -hmm. high level. What, what are mental blocks you can help entrepreneurs with? And then we go into how, how you can help them. Yeah. So, um, 
entrepreneurs, business owners, people trying to even move up in their corporate jobs come to me because they feel like they've plateaued or they might feel stagnant or they have a block around asking for what they want or going after what they want. So if they want a raise or they want to move up in the company or they have this dream of starting this, this side hustle or they want to expand their business, but they have a bunch of fear around it or imposter syndrome or um, their perfectionism or procrastination, all of these are blocks that really make people just stand still. And so really supporting them and understanding why do you have that block, that narrative, that wound, something that might have happened to you in your past that we need to get over to get you confident enough and to have enough vision to move forward. Because it's kind of like that I know what I want and I see it down there, but then there's just something, this wall in the way, like I can't see myself getting through it. And that's why I really love utilizing psychedelics because one of the aspects of them is the shift in perspective, is the looking at your problem from a completely new angle um, that'll allow you to kind of innovate and design your life or your trajectory in a different way. Yeah. For, for the two or three on this podcast who have never heard about psychedelics or say, ah, oh, these are all drugs, that you, you should never take this. How would you counter that? So mark my words, <laughs> it's the future. And uh, there are a lot of very reputable um, organizations working to really free the stigma around, especially like the two that I'm very passionate about, and that is MDMA and psilocybin. So yes, there are a lot of like hard drugs out there that are very addictive, that can ruin your life, that you can really hurt yourself with. Whereas psilocybin is like they're finding safer than table salt as long as you're with someone that understands how to utilize it and dose you. But in my opinion, it's true medicine. And I think in, in short order, we're going to see that even at a federal level, people are going to be agreeing with that. And I even work with a few therapists right now that say that Talk therapy can only get someone so far that the somatic aspect of mm. moving something out of your body is the missing piece that allows someone to really move through something. And so I believe that eventually it's just going to be such commonplace that people might be just throwing it in their smoothie in the morning. And um, the fact that something like Kratom or even cannabis and alcohol and nicotine, who are so much more dangerous and addictive, are 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 just readily available to anyone it seems a little bit absurd to me. But yeah, in my opinion, psilocybin is, is not addictive and it can't really hurt anybody if they're prepared and have done the prep work to take it. Um, and in fact, it's, it's quite mild in small doses, which is why I love microdosing so much. Yeah. Let's go deeper into it. I'm, let's take me as the guinea pig. I'm, I'm an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. I, work a lot, most probably a little bit too much if you ask my wife at least. I have a mental block. How would you help me if I say, hey, Bijou, can you help me? I, I don't know how I overcome this. I have no mm -hmm. idea. I need help. How mm -hmm. would you get started with me as your client? So I have to ask a lot of questions to understand your past and then your current environment because it's really important that we don't like 
open you up and soften you up enough to kind of play around with your psyche while you're in a very high stress environment. So we need to understand what a good time of year is or what you're trying to accomplish. But really it's, um, it's interesting and this is why I love working with entrepreneurs so much is that the thing that potentially made you a good entrepreneur it's like that wound. It's like that that thing that happened mm -hmm. to you as a child that made you an over like doer, an over producer, right? And and it's it's okay. We don't want to change that, but it's not sustainable. You will burn out. It will affect your relationships. Uh, you will plateau, right? And so there is an easier way of going about it, which I found to be mind blowing for me because I was burned out. I was overdoing it. I was letting all of my relationships suffer drastically. And it's kind of just like, what is this thing that needs to be adjusted or skewed in a slightly different direction? So if it's just like overdoing it, like it's exaggerated, let's bring it back more to the middle or let's give you a different perspective. And so, yeah, it takes a lot of questions, honestly. Um, I typically do an entire hour, sometimes hour and a half phone call with someone to understand what happened to you in the past? What are you currently dealing with now? And what does it really look like for you to be thriving in the future? And you would be surprised with like how high functioning some of the people I work with are, that they might have specific like monetary goals. But whenever I ask them, what does it look like for you to be thriving? it's hard for them to answer. And I think it's because the holistic approach is missing. They're not always thinking about what needs to happen in my relationships, in my health, and in my business for me to be all around thriving. Yeah. So it's, it's starting with us getting to know each other, you asking me a lot of questions. Of course, there, there are the people out there is like, where's the biohacking? Where's the, where, where's the microdosing come into this? So, it, let's start high level again. So we getting to know each other, you asking me questions, you try to get a perspective of who I am and what are the blockages you can feel and see. How does it then go towards, let's find out a plan that you help me unlocking this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so biohacking to me is, uh, what do we need to do to your biology, right? So what, where is your brain strained? Where is your sleep strained? Uh, where is your hydration strained? Um, I think the fact that I got so into biohacking helps me then to suggest things to people. Because when you start microdosing, it's called stacking in some ways of like, you can take multiple supplements to support um, the medicine getting deeper into your system or the maybe let's say like lion's mane that really helps. It's a type of mushroom that really helps with your brain on top of the psilocybin, right? So there's obviously the supplemental stacks, but how can we habit stack in your life? What are the biohacks that we need to do in your life to really support you? Because a lot of times we'll talk about issues with focus and clarity and mood. And a lot of those could be addressed by proper hydration and sleep, but that needs to be kind of coupled with this new catalyst that's going to allow you to be easier to pick up new habits, right? And so it's kind of like a holistic approach of what needs to change in your environment currently to really support you in feeling a, sh a shift within your body and not just within your mind. Yeah, that's interesting. So 
environmental change do you mean then as well maybe you should move somewhere or is it more about hey move yourself in a different way so that you have changes in your environment which trigger you differently Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, there's something is, I mean, there's all kinds of things that I don't typically suggest people move right out of the gate when we start working with each other. But things like um, asking your wife to one day a week, just totally take the kids or asking your husband, whatever it is, right? Like, hmm. what needs to happen in your environment? What what are the things that you've been dealing with that are really making your nervous system raw? What are the things that boundaries that you can ask for? Is it telling your boss that you're not going to come in on Fridays or like really adjusting your environment, your schedule, what your like day to day looks like is really, really helpful because just that coupled with the right support systems, like moving your body and hydrating properly, plus this new medicine that really allows for a massive shift forward that they can see and feel. And then the placebo effect of seeing all of that change and even sometimes giving people permission to ask for things in their environment that they never thought that they could ask for and, and seeing how easily people will give it to them and how much it affects their lives is typically one of the most mind blowing and, and best things. Not to mention actually taking time to dial in what the right microdose is. And so everyone is completely different. And so people will come to me and say things like, I have this medicine and uh, it's, it's pre-capped in this amount and I can't feel it, or it's pre-capped in this amount and it's way too strong for me. They're just assuming that microdosing isn't right for them, but they should be adjusting to a very sub-perceptive amount, like a cup of coffee would feel like, so they can actually go about their day and it's really just in the background supporting their mood and their focus, right? And right. so that's part of the environment that's part of the structure that we need to optimize to make sure that it's very customized to the person that's taking it i think that's very interesting learning for me right now because i i, I wasn't too much into that topic because it it more the impression is when when you're new into this and when you look at it from the outside perspective it's drugs mm. but you what what you say now is you if you take this holistic it's changing your habits looking at your sleep looking at water uh hydration and then taking everything into consideration plus having micro dose of specific things that help you to maybe be more restful maybe uh other things around that i think that's a very very interesting point and that's maybe as well why I mean, coming, grown up in Germany, where, where this is definitely not a, a, a very wide spoken topic yet, um, I guess it is maybe in the innovation sphere, but not mm -hmm. if you talk corporate. I think that's, I'm just thinking about, like you said, maybe in the future it's, it's open and way more mainstream than it is today. Mm -hmm. What this can unleash for people, because if you look into high stress environment, myself included i know if i'm not having the right habits if i'm not sleeping well that i'm off mm -hmm. <laughs> and my wife is saying it straight away to me or when i don't do my sports for example so there are a lot of connections to that as well and then obviously as an entrepreneur or as as a person in business you're not 
as good as you normally could be. Yeah, so that's a, the, a very good point that you're bringing up that might tie all of this together is if someone comes to me, if you came to me and you're like, I can't sleep very well and it's affecting my ability to work out and it makes me stress and like be rude to my employees or my wife, right? Like all of those things are right. very common things that people will bring to me yeah. and will say, why are you not able to sleep? Why are you so stressed? It's that you're living in fight or flight, that your cortisol is spiking all of the time, right? And so that's where the medicine comes in and really regulates your nervous system. And then all of these other things start evening out. And then you start wondering like, and getting inquisitive about why was I in fight or flight all the time? It was, was it just an adaptive like mechanism or do I have this stemming back from my childhood? Like what needs to be shifted in my nervous system to then support all of these habits? And so it has been really amazing is that witnessing all these people be able to have such major shifts in the most important foundational principles of their lives because of their nervous systems just going down a couple revs, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of like the root of the problem is in three, six months, what can we find to be the root of the problem? And how can we adjust whether or not that needs to be healed or completely replaced? Like a computer with programming that no longer serves you, let's upgrade your computer with this new program that states this, this, and this about yourself. And your mind will be much more open to it. And so will your body with some adjustments. Yeah. So important. I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by this because I work quite a bit with startups. And and of course, speci specifically the early phases in companies is most of the time the, the hardest, let's say the first three, three years is the most stressful. And if you're one of the founders, then you work 24-7 and you put a lot of pressure on you. And if you're in an age like I am with having a child, having a family, it's that's all on top of it. And I think that's yeah. that's something which myself included, like startup founders and so on, should be way more open to and understand, okay, take take the totality. Yeah, for me, it's amazing. Yeah. For me it's quite interesting because I'm I'm putting myself under the pressure as well to deliver because I have been extremely successful in the past and I, everything I want to do should be successful, obviously, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, which I, and I, I'm, I'm just, just common. That's just a trait for entrepreneurs and to unleash these things will help everyone out there who is driving a business in that way. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that I started realizing my, for myself, but definitely now, especially working with men um, in, at some points is you have so much on your shoulders and you're not talking to anyone about your stress. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, do you really think that that's a good idea? It's, it's, it's not. And, uh, but yeah, at the same time, people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to sit on a couch and tell a therapist my feelings because like, what has that ever done? Right. And so I do like this approach that it's like, a, it's an optimizer when I tell people, especially men and very high functioning women, uh, that it's like, let's, let's coach you through changes that need to happen in your life 
that's much more approachable than the whole like let's talk about your feelings for a minute the feelings are going to come up and we're going to yeah. work through them but it's kind of like going in with the mindset okay i need to really shift this in my life because i know this isn't sustainable or i know that i could bring so much more to the table or this is just too much i can't i can't move forward right and and so i have people at all different stages and like your to your point i've been at all three or four of those stages before and i can sympathize and empathize because i'm just like oh yeah i i redlined myself like that before i know what you're going through <laughs> what what are a couple of topics where you you could say for for the benefit of the listeners what are things every stressful entrepreneur who is running a startup could do? Yeah, so I think why my passion is working with entrepreneurs is that they feel so alone. I know I felt alone. Most of my friends were working for other people and they would complain about their bosses and I would I would side with their bosses. And I don't know why it was hard for me to find other entrepreneurs to be friends with, probably because we were all so busy. I definitely joined a lot of entrepreneur organizations, but everyone is so focused and moving so fast that like the camaraderie sometimes isn't there. And so I, um, I would say that like finding someone like a coach, a mentor, um, a therapist, a, a group of other entrepreneurs have some kind of support system for sure that you can really bring a lot to the table even your feelings about your your relationships and and how you're feeling about certain things right so that's definitely something and then health being a very important aspect because that's always the easy thing that we could put off to the side it's like i can't put my kids off to the side i can't put this meeting off to the side, my wife will kill me if I put her off to the side again, right? So it's just gonna be me working out that's gonna go out, out the window, right? And so those are the things is like, look at your life from a holistic perspective and what are the aspects that need your support? And I will say that when I was deep in my entrepreneurial phase, spirituality or some type of just alone time, breathwork, meditation definitely was not a factor in my life. And ever since really bringing that in has been game changing in so many ways. And so I think that's another big reason why microdosing works so well for people is that that's one of the biggest things that they witness that changes for them, that that becomes easier for them. And just that alone time with breath, with yourself, that's when incredible ideas for your business can come up or real stress relief can, can take place. And so, yeah, I would say it's like taking a step back from your life and be like, what are the aspects that need to be optimized and need my attention? Yeah. What I like about that, we're all in this high pace all the time. All, every entrepreneur I know, at least, is like, let's get things moving. Let's, And this slowing down will enable you to be faster, but you need to slow down first. And that's the hard thing from a mind shift. Like, yes, I need to step back. I've seen it. So I did, when was it? Last year in November, I haven't really done meditation properly. So, and then I said, I need to get back in, into it because I get angry. Like, mm -hmm. why, why am I angry? And I said, okay, I'm not spending enough time for myself because every waking minute is working or family or other duties. 
it's not about even even sport or gym workouts was more stressed than me time and then i started just getting up earlier and spending an hour just for myself writing things down starting to journal again and just sitting there and and at first i used like an app which helped me to to get back into it but it's such a different world now it's huge and yeah. it's i'm i'm way faster way more productive and always when i feel that the anger comes up or some like more that i feel the stress i like oh what did, did i not do the last days oh yeah then i know what it is <laughs> at least exactly. that's that's for me a big aha moment and i always go back to trying to understand what is the trigger and then mm -hmm. goes like okay i haven't done any meditation i haven't had alone time i see this as well when I, i'm traveling quite a bit mm. when when because when you travel at least for me it's always i'm on Mm -hmm. client relationships ha having interaction with different people from early morning to late evening and then the time you should be spending for yourself you're just sleeping mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> or have a beer that you can sleep or whatever mm -hmm. vicious cycle yeah. absolutely i've been there <laughs> no I, no i love this um is psychedelics just a different name for this Or is this a, a, a additional topics? So psychedelics um, are, are a class, I guess. So you would say like LSD or uh, Ibogaine or Ayahuasca or um, Bufo or Psilocybin. All of those come from different aspects. So some of them are lab made, some of them are naturally occurring. And essentially is what it's doing is it's giving your mind the chance to expand. So psychonaut is like psychedelic is the idea of you kind of breaking apart a little bit of your reality. The thing that we become so safe in yeah. is to go, what, what is a different way that I can see things? So for instance, many of, and this is another documentary idea that I've been working on, is talking to some of the the major change makers the disruptors in our in our world like uber or amazon or whatever um, a lot of those ideas came from psychedelic experiences where they were able to break apart what is normal and innovate it in a way that at first sounded crazy right when we first heard about uber we were like no i'm not getting in a stranger's car that's not like a real driver and now it's just like such commonplace, right? And mm -hmm. so that's a thing is that there's a lot about our society, even dating back to the beginning of religion and time and, and civilization, that psychedelics were a big part of civilization evolving and moving forward. Yeah, that's fascinating. We, we need to talk about the documentary offline. <laughs> There, I have an idea. Uh, okay. Let's let's get into the last part of the podcast um, where I ask you a couple of questions that are connected and or not connected to what we have talked until now. Mm -hmm. If you could work with a project that is impacting every human being on earth, what project would you decide to work with and why? I am doing that. I think that Uh, people actually getting more support than they actually have and talking about um, their feelings. <laughs> like it, it's a, 
it's shocking to me how many times people come to me and say, I don't work with a therapist. I don't work with a coach. I don't have anyone that I can talk to. And they never have. And so I figured since I grew up with like a pretty extensive amount of therapy that I thought that this was commonplace, right? But even people that can afford it and have the time for it just have a block around doing that. So yeah, I would say um, it's a thing that everyone's saying that, oh, everyone's becoming a coach. And I'm kind of like, maybe that's a good thing. I think people need more coaching. They need someone that's a cheerleader for them. They need someone that's going to see past some of their their safe places and past some of their blocks. And so, um, yeah, I would say initiative on making sure that you're not just following the path that is, in my opinion, broken. So like you're just going down the path the way that you've seen everyone else go down the path, even if it feels unhealthy and it doesn't resonate with your soul, you're just going to keep going down it, right? So have someone that questions you um, and helps you question yourself. And so, yeah, I would say the biggest project that is going to support our evolution and support potentially conscious entrepreneurship, which I believe is what is your business doing to the world? What is uh, your practices doing to the environment? What is your practices doing to your employees? What is like how you show up in the world affecting the people that are going to be inspired by you? And so, yeah, I would say entrepreneurs getting help is a huge project and initiative that I think is one of the most important things in the world since entrepreneurs make so many waves in this world. Great one. What advice would you give to a young innovator? Be prepared to fail. <laughs> um, and that's okay. And uh, the more you fail, especially if you stay in the same vein, the more like juicy and yummy that thing at the end is going to be. Um, and get a mentor, like get, get support, but also at the same time, just because your mentor has done it a certain way, doesn't mean that you can't innovate that. And so get a supportive mentor that will be there and teach you the things that they struggled with, but will also celebrate you and cheerlead you into doing it potentially different than they did. Where can people find you and how can people reach out to you? So I'm pretty active on Instagram. I get a lot of questions, uh, people messaging me, asking me um, just education and harm reduction. Um, and so I, I love talking to people on there. Um, people also will book a call with me to kind of ask me more questions about what's right for them and what it would look like for them to potentially utilize this type of modality in their lives. Um, and they do that through my Insta link bio or bio link and my website. Yeah. Awesome. Bijou, thank you very much for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you. 